When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. This is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business. Today I have MJ Calloway with me, who has had a, a fascinating journey, both vocationally and personally, as her life has evolved. Her focus as a motivational speaker, a corporate trainer, she has experience in sales, is to look at the concept of bouncing up. Let's start with that. Tell us, what's that term mean to you? Bouncing up to me is a way of life. It is a way of looking at life. And Pat, we know that there are really bad days. There are tough times. And think about the pandemic and everything we have been through. But there's also issues that happen and challenges that happen personally that impact us professionally and vice versa. So for me, bouncing up is a way of life. It is looking at every single day as an opportunity. It's looking at life as an adventure. And adventures have some bad spots and it has some good spots. And I hear frequently, well, you don't know what it's like. You don't know what I'm going through. And I don't. Nobody knows what's going on behind closed doors. But I do know that I have had three major crises, life-altering crises in my life, and I still focus on how can I take today and make the most of it? What opportunities can I find today? And that is what bounce up as a way of life. It's looking for the good, even in the bad. You know, that's such a fascinating perspective, because there are people, you've encountered them, I've encountered them, who are so negative, and use events in life to reinforce their negativity. Oh, of course, that happened to me, I don't have any luck. And I encountered them when I was taking care of patients as a nurse, they would have some medical problem, and they wouldn't accept control of the things that they could change, so they would be healthier. Where does that optimism and that positivity come from in you? And then how did you translate that into the book that you wrote on the topic? Oh, that's, that's a big question. Yes. Okay. It's and, a two-part and, question. It is. Thank you for that. The, I think it goes back to childhood. When I was growing up, we had moved six times before I was even in eighth grade. 
So moving into neighborhood, you're always the new kid on the block. And I found, okay, I could complain about it or I could jump in. I could be involved. I could take, uh, I could join a softball team. And I, in most of those neighborhoods, I was the only girl (laughs) in the neighborhood of a lot of boys. So I could moan and groan, or I could learn how to play baseball. I could learn how to catch and be part of the team. And I think that has, that came with me the whole way through life and looking at what can I do right now with what I have, rather than think about why me, you know, why does my family have to move? I couldn't change it. And We don't know what we're doing when we're younger, but it's those traits that we pull through. And when, you know, we have talked before, and I have had three life-altering crises. When I was 10 years ago, I had left a long-term marriage because my former spouse had an alcohol addiction and lost control of his common sense and one night tried to run me over with his truck. That's, that's a major change in life. Mm-hmm. And I knew at that point, I could not become bitter. I could not allow that to impact me because I still had children. I had a son who was in college. My daughter had gotten her first job and I knew I had to be a role model for them. And the only way to do that was to look at life as an adventure. What can I do right now with what I have? And when I left, Pat, I left with $500. I packed up what I could. I had $500 to start over. I spent a month living on a girlfriend's sofa. You know, I slept on a sofa. When I finally moved into a two-bedroom apartment, I didn't even have a bed. Friends and family gave me furniture. I did have my books, which is crazy. Books and clothes those were the two things that I wanted to take with me, which is crazy when I think about it now. But it was, what can I do to be a role model for my children? So bouncing up, you know, it's been part of who I am. But the bounce up brand didn't start until after I had had received a pretty dark cancer prognosis in the fall of 2016. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if I share that? Sure. So in two, that fall 2016, I was told I had a 20% chance of surviving over five years if chemo didn't work. And chemo had a 50 to 60% chance of working. And whenever I had shared that I would have to go through chemo and surgery and radiation and chemo again, it would be a 15 to 18 month plan. I could see my adult children, my young adult children, I could just see the wind taken out of their sails. And I knew like their body language. I knew that anytime we would be talking about this journey, it would not be a great conversation because let's face it, Pat, chemo, it has a negative connotation, radiation, cancer. You hear those words and you immediately think negative, So that was my decision to what I call flip it. It was to flip that negative to make it a positive. 
So flip it, chemo became magic wand because I believe that it was going to decrease that chemo. You know, I believe that it would work for me. Radiation became buzz because the machine was huge and it made this clicking noise. So I thought of Buzz Lightyear. So and when you think about buzz, you have to smile. So, and mm-hmm. I told all the whole oncology department, the doctors, the nurses, I was a guest. I was not a patient because I was not staying there. It would be, you know, a short-term thing. So flipping it. And from there, it became a brand. It became something that was natural and authentic to me to begin with that became part of my business. So with it, I do sales training. And sales training, a lot of it is mindset, you know, along with coming overcoming objections and how to sell and ask questions and so forth. But mindset is huge. And though mindset has been part of something that I have always looked into and read about, you know, because I'm big in self-development and in growth, and I hadn't realized that all the strategies that I had implemented along the way from 10 years ago and from my childhood were really building resilience. And it was creating that positive mindset. So a little long story Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And what sometimes we don't realize, Pat, is what we do personally, we implement into our professional lives. And I, when I do any type of training, it's about taking whoever's in that audience, whether it's a keynote or it is a training with a company, and it is helping whoever is in that audience to be better at what they want to accomplish. It's about encouraging them and lifting them up and inspiring them and giving them the tools. And that's where the book Bounce Up came about. Sounds like you infused your strategies and your enthusiasm and your optimism into that book. I absolutely did. It is out of all the books that I have written, it is the one that is my most heartfelt book. There's a lot of me in there. And I do interview other people too, because I'm not the only one who has hit rock bottom. I'm not Mm -hmm. the only one that bounced up. So it was great to add other people into the book so that the reader could see it isn't only me that bounced up. Other people bounced up and the reader can bounce up too. Yes. Well, you just referred to the fact that you've written other books. Can you give our listener a a description of the other ones? I understand this is your 11th book. How did you get from never having written a book to completing your first one? Because that's the hardest hump for many people is how do I get started? It is. And, and thank you for asking. I started by writing articles. And I started writing articles back in actually 1995. And I do not have a writing degree. So I don't, my degree is in business. It isn't in journalism. So if I can do it, I believe anybody can do it. And it is learning. It's a skill. Writing is a skill and it does take consistency. So I started my first article that was ever published was 
how to wear a little black dress, 10 ways to wear a little black dress. And then at the time I had young children. So I did a lot of articles around raising children. So I have more than 2000 articles that have been published in parenting magazines. Wow. Yes. From there, what happened was people would ask me all the time, how, how did you get published? How did, how did you work with an editor? And it was all around how to write articles. So my book was actually how to write how-to articles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from there, I taught classes at a local community college. And what I did there was I turned the book into a class. And then from that class, everybody who registered had to buy a a copy of the book that was class materials. So I was able to sell books and teach what I knew. Mm -hmm. So I say start small. You know, my first article, that little black dress, 10 ways to wear a little black dress is 250 words. Uh And it was printed in the the edition of a a Sunday magazine. So, and it was just a short little 250 words. And then I went up to 600 words and then 900 words. And then features were 2,500 words. And what was great about that progression there was when I hit 2,500 words, you know, that's a chapter or it could be mm-hmm. two chapters. So when you can write 900 words, 1,500 words, you have a chapter, and it's that progression that helped me write my first, my first several books were about around the topic of writing, because I taught those classes. And then I would speak at conferences, writers conferences, and then I started doing my own workshops and retreats. Hmm. Did you ever assemble any of those 2000 articles into books? Some of those articles were used in several books, and it was in the Frantic Woman series. Now, remember, I had at that time, I was raising young children, so I was a frantic woman. I was working part-time. I was a freelance writer. I was the president of my son's basketball boosters team. I was on the board of the YMCA, so I was frantic at that time. So some of those articles did go into the Frantic Woman's Guide to Life, which was Mm -hmm. published by Warner Books. And then they were also segued into the Frantic Woman's Guide to Feeding Family and Friends. And then the Frantic Cook's Guide to Easter and the Frantic Mom's Guide to Thanksgiving. So those were Mm -hmm. within the Frantic Woman Mm -hmm. series, Mm -hmm. which was fun. It is. And I'm sure that you helped a lot of frantic women because there are many of them. I remember those days when my kids were little of juggling a job and juggling parenting and juggling being a wife and trying to come up with fun activities. And at that time, we didn't have a lot of money and we were still eating meat. So it was 25 different ways you can use a pound of hamburger to stretch to to feed four people. Or a can of tuna. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Before we continue with the show, I'd like to share this special announcement with you. Do you remember the red pen teachers used? When I was in high school, my English teacher gave me back papers marked up in red. She saw my talent and she encouraged me to do better. Wanting to please her, I tried harder. 
Nursing school and my undergraduate and graduate school programs gave me more experience to improve my writing skills. After earning my master's degree in nursing, I worked with two other hospital nursing educators to create a workbook. And that book became published and was my first book that led to me becoming an expert witness and founding a highly successful business helping attorneys. I mastered blogging, creating opt-in reports, writing effective email sequences, book chapters, and compelling sales copy for my websites. Every week now, I invest in my knowledge in staying on top of business writing. Being a great writer is not just about books. You may never want to write a book, but as a business person, you need to gain visibility and credibility through blogging, writing articles or white papers, reaching people with your sales copy or book chapters. I have a solution for you. When you join Business Writing Circle, you get a membership program that includes several pieces. You receive recorded monthly virtual meetings with your fellow members to explore effective writing tips. These are live sessions. You get digital guides to deepen your knowledge of writing, interviews with experts on writing so that you can gain from their expertise and be inspired by what they have accomplished, opportunities to add a chapter to compilation books so that you gain visibility from the virtual marketing technique, a private group for your community so that you get support, encouragement, and perspective from fellow members. And you also receive tips, tricks, toolkits, worksheets, cheat sheets, and much more to make your writing easier. Try it for 30 days and see if this works for you. If it does, you'll be delighted. And I think that's what exactly will happen. If for some reason you're not delighted with the knowledge that you gained, then let me know and I will gladly refund your money. It's your decision time. Take a new action, get a new result. Achieve the feeling of success that comes with knowing that your writing skills are effectively bringing you success. Here's what to do now. Join Business Writing Circle by investing in the Charter Membership. This introductory price will disappear soon. I would love to help you. Go to this link and join Business Writing Circle at http colon forward slash forward slash mywriting.tips forward slash BWC. That link is http colon forward slash forward slash mywriting.tips forward slash BWC. Now let's return to the show. Well, then you transferred your attention out of that Frantic Woman series. Did you write another series of books on different topics? So then I went into the business area because Mm -hmm. at that time I had became a single woman, single mom, and I had shifted out of a part-time into a full-time. And my background has always been in sales, whether it's, it's selling articles, whether it's selling books, you know, to publishers, because several of my books have been um, traditionally published. And 
the, I have always been in a sales position. So whenever I became a single mom and a single woman, solopreneur, I knew that I needed to focus more on business. So I shifted. And the best way that I had found to shift there, I did change my name. <laughs> I legally changed my name to Callaway from my former name, which I use now as a pen name. So I did a complete reinvention. Mm -hmm. And what I did for the next book was I became part of an anthology and it was bold is beautiful. And it was 20 women who had a business and each of us wrote a chapter for this book. And then that segued into my sales success roadmap book, which you can see in the background there. All right. So for those of you who are listening to this, as opposed to watching it behind MJ is a bookshelf and it looks like purple might be one of her theme colors. She's got a, a book with gold letters that say sales journal roadmap next to a beautiful plant. And then her book, which we've been talking about at the beginning of this bounce up. Yes. And what's great about writing a book is it relates, it can relate to your business, which is definitely you know, that is what you promote is making, you know, creating a book to rev up your revenue, to, to get more business. And that is when I segued, that is my, that was my goal is to write books that reflected my business and bounce up can be personal or professional there, because as I had mentioned, it impacts either one. But it is about creating a business around or creating a book around your business. So if I could share some of the ways that Bounce Up has increased business for me, Pat. Mm -hmm. Please. That would be exciting. That would. And it was so exciting because it didn't, I didn't do it on purpose. Some of the things I did. But in there, I talk about power team. And I talk about how important it is to have that circle of influence. You know, Jim Rohn says we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. But I always say Jim Rohn left us hanging because he didn't tell us what we needed for those five people. Mm -hmm. So I created the five people you need on your power team as a worksheet. And then I had so many of my readers would say, well, MJ, you know, can you help me figure out the five people I need? Mm -hmm. And you can have five people business-wise or Mm -hmm. personally. And from there, I am actually at the tail end of a digital program for business owners to create their own power team. So it turned into a digital program. It also turned into a new keynote because it's about change. We always, it doesn't matter where we are, what decade we are in, there will always be change in business. And I've created a new keynote, create a culture of change makers, because every activity in my book, and I call them activities rather than exercises, every activity is about change. It's about going from where you were, moving the needle to where you want to be. So when you think about writing a book, there's so much spin off business that you can get from one book. Mm hmm. It sounds like it highlighted your skills. It brought out themes that you could use in your speaking business. And then the digital program, is that an online course? Is that what you're referring to? 
Yes, it's an online course. Yes. Tell us a little bit about how that's structured and how how it comes from the book. Okay, I would love to. Could I back up just a minute and explain the difference between bounce back and bounce up? Sure. So bounce back, think about it. Think about the inflatable punching bags that maybe, you know, you know, somebody who had one as a kid, or maybe you had one as a kid, there's sand in the bottom or water in the bottom that keeps it stationary. And when you punch it, it bounces right back to where it was. It never moves. It never grows. It's status quo. Now think about a basketball player, a basketball player who bounces up higher than everyone else on that court. And he takes that ball and he brings it down. He now has control of the court, the ball, the next play, and possibly the game. He has control. Bounce back doesn't give us control. Who wants to go back to March of 2020? Do you want to go back to March of 2020, Mm -hmm. Pat? I don't think anyone does. So, but bounce up, we have control of what we can control. We not, might not be able to control everything, but there are things we can control and that's bounce up. We bounce up higher and stronger. So with that, with the digital program, I have on my website, I use Squarespace and Squarespace offers the opportunity to build memberships and to build courses. Mm -hmm. So I will be building it on my platform. And the way it works is I have five modules and every single module is actually a video. So there's a video with it. So you do have the you know, some people learn visually. And then every single module has a worksheet that goes with it. Mm-hmm. It also has a comparison with it. It has an action with it. So, and it has an example with a story because as you know, stories, I mean, that's your business stories. You know, we remember stories. What is the percentage? Do you know what that percentage is, Pat? I don't. I don't know that I've heard that statistic. I think it's something like 63%. We remember stories and don't quote me on it, but it's fairly high. Uh We remember stories 63% more than we remember a fact. So with it, there's always a story in each of those five modules and then a worksheet. And then it, it has in it Um, People get the the PowerPoint also so that they can go back and look at the slides when they want to. Mm -hmm. So this way it helps whatever your learning capability is, whichever way you like to learn, there is something for everyone. And it's go at your own pace. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. That is wonderful and inspiring. And It sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you took the content and the principles to create those five modules. Is that fair to say that the book fed the content for the course? Absolutely, it did. Absolutely. And that came from what I implemented in my own life. So going back to using the strategies that you implement to write that book. So using what we know, but it definitely did that book fed that online course and it fed my new keynote. Mm -hmm. 
What would you say to somebody who's questioning whether it's worth the effort to write a book? Oh, love that question. Think of your book. It is the most valued piece of advertising you could ever have. People will throw away a business card. They'll throw away a brochure. They'll throw away a flyer. People do not throw away books. They might give it away. They might donate it, but they never throw it away. And if they give it away or they donate, it's awesome because it's in the hands of one more person. Mm -hmm. So think about that for your business. It is the best piece of advertisement you could ever create. I know that our listener or our watcher who is looking at this on our YouTube channel is going to want to know more about you, your services, how they, they can get a copy of your book, or how they can be notified when your course is ready for sale. What would be the best way for them to stay connected with you? Oh, thank you so much, Pat, for asking. They can go to my website, which is mjcalloway.com, and think of Callaway as Callaway Golf. It's C-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. And they can sign up for, I have a weekly newsletter that gives a dose of bounce up. So business tips and business stories of people that bounced up, and that will notify them of any upcoming courses or any speaking engagements too. So that's the best way. They can also get a hold of me on any of the social media platforms because I am on Twitter. LinkedIn is the best one, Facebook and um, Instagram. All right. Thank you. It sounds like you are quite reachable. And I would encourage you to who's watching this program or listening to it to stay in touch with MJ if you ever feel depressed or down you, and you have the ability to reach out to her through these various digital ways, you can see that her enthusiasm and her optimism carries through in how she delivers her material and how she views life. Um, my grandmother was a, a woman who came over with her husband from Ireland with three kids under the age of six. And one of the strong things that she told me as I was growing up, was that you have to be a survivor. You have to be able to overcome difficult times. They're going to happen to us all. How you view them makes a huge difference. And you can see that MJ was not about ready to let her ex-husband drive over her with that truck. She got out of the way and moved on with her life. Thank you, Pat. I love what your, was it your great grandmother? My grandmother. Your grandmother. I love that. And I am Irish myself. So, oh my goodness, love that. I think the Irish are the salt of the earth. If, if I had my way and the climate was a little bit different, I would be living there. But my husband doesn't like the cold and the dreary skies. And unfortunately, Ireland has its fair share of that type of weather. Some days sure it's does. beautiful, but, but um, many times it's not. Thank you to you, MJ, for spending your time with us. I appreciate that. Thank you to you who's been participating in this show. Be sure to come back next week for a new episode. Check out our YouTube channel. We have a lot of these 
Writing to Get Business podcast on the channel at Pat Iyer as the channel name. And we have a lot of short and longer videos on writing tips, on the publishing process, on different types of editors, and a variety of other business-related writing tips. Thanks so much. Thank you, Pat. This is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business. Doug Lawrence and I have just been speaking. He is a mentor and shared with our audience the background behind his two books. Doug, what were some of the highlights of what we covered in your podcast? So we went through, obviously, a very long journey, but one of the key points was why I wrote the two books, so The Gift of Mentoring and You Are Not Alone. And so we talk about that in in our discussion together. We also had talked about the difference between mentoring and coaching, which is, as I mentioned, is a, a common question that we get asked a lot. So we discussed that in, in, in our time together, as well as the aspect of individuals' needs. So somebody that's experiencing mental health, what are those needs and how are we going to be able to deal with that when we find that we don't have enough resources in place today to be able to provide that support. So we touch on all of those things and obviously many more in the time that we were together. So I obviously would encourage people to listen to our entire journey together. Thank you. Be sure to catch Doug Lawrence in his podcast as we talk about the gift of mentoring and you are not alone and how story infuses your books. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.